Travis Kelsey certainly did that, and boy, did the Kansas City Chiefs partay after they won yet another Super Bowl. Andy Reid now, the fifth head coach to win three Super Bowls. It was a very good night for the Kansas City Chiefs. But also, I want to mention this, Ian, it was a good night for at least a member of the 49ers family. I want to give Christian Juszczyk a big shout-out here because Kyle Juszczyk's wife, you know, she does the puffers, the jackets. I did not know that. That doesn't surprise you that I didn't know that. Go ahead. Hold on. That was a giant story a couple weeks ago. Taylor Swift was wearing one of her jackets. Kyle was on Kyle was on Twitter on everyone's post about the jackets okay. uh, saying buy Kristen Newscheck. Hey, James, how? One, it was a giant story. Rock how? how I've, I've got know? two daughters and my wife. It, it, she dresses exceptionally. This, I'm I am more surprised that you three, Rachel. I don't think you're surprised, right? I mean, no, she's not. I didn't think so. I am I, I am more surprised that Amber, you and James are like stunned that I did not know that Taylor Swift was wearing a puffer jacket designed by Kyle Yuschek's wife. And uh, then you referenced Twitter. I am never on Twitter. I, I spent more time on Twitter on Saturday watching waste management drunken fools than <laughs> I have spent uh, in my in the entire year on Twitter. So for me to not know that. Kyle Juszczyk, who I can tell you anything you want to know about the seven-time Pro Bowler out of Harvard, right? Who, by the way, that was the easiest prop known to mankind yesterday, last night, was Kyle Juszczyk over four and a half yards. If my wife really knew that we put a hell of a lot more than 50 bucks on Kyle Juszczyk to have more than four and a half yards receiving, she probably would have gone ahead and put a puffer over my head and choked me out with it. But, so, for you all to think that I am. I'm telling you, I am more surprised that you all are shocked that I had no idea about Taylor Swift wearing a Kyle Juszczyk's wife puffer jacket. I, I mean, Brittany Mahomes did. It was a huge story. Okay. She's gotten unbelievably famous. Your daughters will disown you when on your next commercial break you walk out and you explain to them that you didn't know that Christian Juszczyk makes times these puffer in their lives jackets already. <laughs> well, they're going to do it again uh, at. Ian Fitz ESPN, if you want to find him on all the social media platforms that he never goes on. At he, Amber W Sports, if you want to find me as well. Ian, did you know that um, Travis, uh, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift are dating? What? <laughs> Crazy news. So here's what I wanted to say, by when the way. When did that about, happen? About Christian Juszczyk. I mean, I'm surprised you do know that, honestly. Uh, thank goodness you have teenage daughters to inform you of these things. But Christian Juszczyk, she sold her Super Bowl puffer vest. She made a special Super Bowl puffer vest because she inked a deal because this is such a huge story, Ian. She inked a deal a couple of weeks ago with the NFL so that she could then legally use their logos. She inked a deal because she was uh, there was some trademark issues with what she was doing before right. that. Uh, that uh, now that, she inked that had a deal cost with them. a pretty penny in order to get that done. Well, I think, right. Uh, well, I, I think that there's a feel good component there and, and people really bought into this thing. So she inked a deal with them. So then she was able to actually sell her stuff. And so she made a puffer vest for the Super Bowl 58 and she put it up for sale and she ended up getting $75,000 for it. And the reason that I wanted to give her a shout out is because she donated all $75,000 that she made from this one jacket that she made to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So as a breast cancer survivor, I wanted to give a huge shout-out to Christian Juszczyk. I thought that was so damn cool. Uh, Just really, really a cool thing for her to do. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. 
Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So now here's the question, though. The Chiefs have won another one. They're a dynasty. But this was the year, Ian, that none of us expected them to be able to be here. This was the year that it seemed more improbable than any, even though Patrick Mahomes was still there and Andy Reid was still there and Travis Kelsey was still there. I mean, what fools we were looking back on it, but it seemed improbable. So was this the greatest Super Bowl run ever? And let me back this up a little bit more because it sounds crazy initially, but they did go through two number ones and a number two to get here. Yeah, look, I'm, you know how I feel about that word ever, because uh, we, we at, at times I think we can be become prisoners of the moment, but it's right up there. I mean, the, off the top of my head, and we talked about this in our pre-show meeting, I would have brought up also the 05 and uh, 06 Pittsburgh Steelers because they went on the road at Cincinnati, a three seed, then on the road at Indy against Peyton Manning and the one-seeded Colts, and then on the road against the two-seed in Denver – and then beat the best team in the NFC in the Seattle Seahawks. That, that one was pretty damn impressive. Uh, when you go uh, – they, so they also beat one, two, three, and one, right? Uh, very similar to what Kansas City was able to do. And that was a team that we weren't expecting to be that good with such a young quarterback. And uh, what, Roethlisberger's, what, his second year at the time. So that one was pretty damn impressive when you go back to uh, Bill Cowher's last Super Bowl with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but this one, I mean, look, when you go, you know, you play in frigid conditions that were miserable against a, a good Miami offense. That Miami defense obviously was so banged up. Uh, but then you go on the road to Baltimore, again, in frigid conditions, in a rivalry against Josh Allen, and you shut him down. Uh, not on the ground, obviously. I think Josh Allen had, like, what, like a buck 86 passing, one touchdown, no picks, but he ran for, what, like 75 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but you still found a way to win. And then you go up against the best team in all of football with the best defense in all of football and the MVP in the game, and you shut them down and then go up against the second-best team in football uh, with the second-best defense and a pretty damn good quarterback and uh, the best running back in all of football, the best left tackle in all of football, the best utility weapon in all of football, and Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. And, look, it took all the way to, you know, 10 seconds to go in overtime, but they found a way to get it done. It, it, I will say this. I don't use the word ever, but it's right up there with the best runs that we have seen. I would say the Giants would be on that list for me, the 2007 Giants, card. because, of course, yeah. they also beat an undefeated New England Patriots team. So not only who they had to get through to get there, but also, and namely, who they beat in the Super Bowl in the manner in which they did And they had to go to it. Dallas. Remember, they had to yes. get a little lucky, right? Because Patrick Creighton drops that pass on the right side from Tony Rome. I was covering that game. Uh, that's the only reason I remember that. Uh, and Or else, that doesn't happen. Every now and then, you got to get a little bit lucky, you know, to have some of these historic-type runs. And to your point, that's a great call with the Giants because they got a bit lucky, and they turned that luck into a pot of gold and went on to, you know, have that historic game. Uh, and, and, by the way, they had to go to Green Bay also. Right. So they beat yeah. Dallas in Dallas, beat Green Bay in Green Bay, and then went on to beat New England. You know, that's why the whole ever thing, I mean, that's, that's tough to do. You know, just because of, of – we just gave two examples off the top of our heads, right? They were like, man, those are pretty good also. But this one – this one, to me, was unexpected. Right. Because we're used to them being this juggernaut and this unbeatable, you know, now dynasty. 
And they, man, go back to this early December. They weren't good. They're no. throwing helmets on the sidelines, and, and Mahomes is having temper tantrums, you know, in post-game interviews with his good friend Josh Allen. And then I forgot it was Christmas Day, but they ruined James Steele's Christmas dinner because they lose to Vegas on Christmas Day. They lost three out of four. And you're going, man, they're playing awful ball going into the playoffs, and then, bam, it clicked. So in the moment, it is one of the most improbable phenomenal runs that maybe we've seen in a long time because they weren't supposed to do it. They got through two number ones, as I mentioned, in the 49ers, the Ravens, a number two in the Bills. They got through the Dolphins, who for most of the season had the best offense in the entire National Football League, ended up finishing the season second uh, in the National Football League in terms of, of, of ratings there. They got through the Baltimore Ravens, who had the number one defense in the NFL. So you could argue that this Chiefs team, this iteration of the Chiefs team, not just winning postseason games on the road, not just the weather conditions that you mentioned there with the frigid conditions and all that stuff, but also getting through the teams that they got through. Even the sixth seed that they got through still had an all-time offense from a statistical perspective. So certainly one of the best runs, but maybe not the best. So I open up the phone lines to you, America. What is the best Super Bowl run you have ever seen? Is it the Giants? Is it the Steelers, like Ian said? Maybe the 1999 Rams? There's a lot of nominations that we could make. Or is it this Chiefs team? Triple eight, say ESPN. That's how you chime into the conversation. 888-729-3776. We will take your calls next here on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mahomes, he runs, he throws, caught, touchdown, Harvey caught the ball, the Chiefs have won their third Super Bowl in five years, the Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions, it is a dynasty. Back-to-back is rare for this football team and this organization, so it's a great win, It's because I know how hard it is to do. Y'all can call us a dynasty, you can call us whatever you guys want, I know what we got is something more special than really what you see in the NFL. 
It's definitely a dynasty. And I think we can all agree that this one, this particular one, was the best run that we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs because this was the year that none of us expected it. And this was the year that that offense didn't look very good. Ian, remember when they didn't have receivers to catch footballs? He still yeah, hardly had receivers. dropping uh, passes all the time and lining up all sides and costing you games. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that he's here with another Super Bowl ring on his hand, but that's the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. However, was this the best run ever for a Super Bowl team? Because the Chiefs did get through two number ones. They got through a number two. They got through arguably the best offense in the NFL when they played the Dolphins in the postseason. They got through statistically the best defense in the NFL when they played the Baltimore Ravens. And this, again, was an offense in the Kansas City Chiefs that left a lot to be desired and a lot to be questioned all season long. And they end up still at the same finish line as they always do. Triple H, say ESPN, is how you join the conversation. Is this the best Super Bowl run? What was the best Super Bowl run of all time? 888 3776. I would nominate the Miami Dolphins. I'll be a homer here because, you know, you can't get better than undefeated. Ian had nominated the Steelers because uh, they had a heck of a run as well with who they had to get through to uh, win their Super Bowl. Do I get a nomination? And... What? Do I get to nominate someone? No, you don't get to nominate yeah, anybody. Was it, was it, it. it was the 2005 Steelers, right, Ian? Yep. Yep, yep. They went okay, through. Yeah. Uh, Bengals were a three seed. They had to go to Cincinnati, to Indy, and number one seed with Peyton Manning, and then and they to were Denver. sixth seed. Yeah, yeah they, they were Steelers dead last. Were sixth seed that year. Dead yeah, last. They, yeah. They beat the AFC number three, the AFC number one, and, and then, then two number two, two seeds, and then obviously the NFC champion Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Um, who were a number one seed and then, yeah, got their first Lombardi since the 70s. So hell of a run. Good nomination there. Triple H, say ESPN. Rick is calling us from San Antonio. Rick, thanks for the call. Is this the best Super Bowl run of all time? Uh, it's pretty good, but I'm going to nominate the 2009-2010 Packers, who went to the Super Bowl as a wild card. They beat uh, Philly, Atlanta, and Chicago all on the road with a really young team and then knocked off Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. That's a good run too. Yeah, that's why the whole ever thing. I just, I just can't, I can't do it because there, there's so many different moments that have to happen. Like when you, when you brought up the Giants. I, I, by the way, I think every Super Bowl champion, you got to have a little bit of luck. Like even last night to have a punt go off the heel of of your your up up blocker, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that, that that doesn't happen, man. And then for Ray Ray McLeod to almost recover the damn thing. I mean, Which, by the way, shout out to him for trying. Because initially, oh, the announcers are like, "What is McLeod what, what is he doing? doing?" And he goes off he his heel. Yeah, he ball. saw it. He saw it. So That's shout a, out to him for even seeing cause it. Because that Chiefs offense wasn't doing a damn thing until that moment, right? And that was that spark that they needed. So for you bringing up the Giants, I remember Romo going to Patrick Creighton in the right boundary, and he drops a surefire first down. Will damn near seal the game. Eli and the Giants get the ball back. They go down, score. Next thing you know, bam, the rest is history. You have to have a little bit of lady luck on your side at some point during the postseason in order to, to go ahead and hoist the Lombardi. Find me a team that doesn't have to have at least one of those moments. No, you've got to have some luck and a whole lot of skill as well. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Dominic is calling us from Arizona. Hey, Dominic, thanks for the call. What was the best Super Bowl run of all time? Okay, well, before the break, you had said what's the most memorable. And so for me, I'm going to have to be a bit of a homer because I'm originally from Seattle. 
And I'm going to say the 2013 Seahawks Legion of Boom was the most memorable for me because Richard Sherman, you know, with the tip. And then, of course, the post-game press conference after the tip. And then just blowing out the Broncos. And one statistic I'll throw out there, I get in this conversation with people when I bring that up as being one in the conversation as the greatest defense of all time. Something most people don't realize, the 2013 Seahawks gave up less passing yards than the 85 Bears in a way more pass-intensive league. So for me, that's the most memorable. But I'd say the best you'd have to say was when the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots. But yeah. most memorable for me, for sure, 2013 Seahawks. Thank you so Thanks. much for letting me, letting me talk. Thanks yeah. for the call, Dominic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had, I had nominated the Giants uh, as my first nomination. I think a lot of people go that direction because of who they ended up beating. It depends how you obviously define memorable, but we all have our memorable Super Bowls. But I think it's more what's the best really overall. Triple Eight, say ESPN. John is calling us from California. Hey, John, what was the best Super Bowl run? Well, I'm also going to be a homer. I'm going to say the 2009 Saints beat Kurt Warner, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning win our first championship. My mom would completely agree with you. My mom would be in step. She doesn't call the Saints the Saints. She calls them her beloveds. So there you go. Uh, I I mean, I think it's a decent nomination, too. I think uh, other people probably would be in other than just Mama Fitzsimmons on the nomination there of the Saints. That was a heck of a run by them in 2009. Triple H, say ESPN. Big Al is calling us from St. Louis. Big Al, what was the greatest Super Bowl run? Um, unfortunately for me, as a Raider fan, I'm I'm witnessing it, and I was sick of getting my head beat in, so I actually bet on and won money on the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. When you got Reed, you got Kelsey, and you got Mahomes, and you got Spags, who has the second youngest defense in the league. If you can't beat them, join them. And I was sick of getting my head beat in, so I bet on them and won, and I got a good coach in, in Pierce that's, Coming hard for them, but uh, it's a big hill to climb. But you got to give those guys the, the props, and I'll tell you what, they're good, and they're the standard I want to be at someday. So I hate you, Chiefs, but thanks for the money. Hey, that, that's good logic, by the way. I've told a lot of people that over the years where if you're playing a rival and you don't think you got a shot, don't bet on your team. Right. Bet against your team because if you beat them, you get the joy of winning the game. If you lose as you are expected to, then you win twenty five fifty bucks. So right. either way, you're coming away with a W. But one thing he didn't mention is Brent Beach, the general manager and the scouting department for the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about this: in the last two draft classes, and we brought this up last week, and it, and it, and it, it was, man, you, it, this what we're about to tell you. Put an exclamation point behind it. Going into this Super Bowl, the last two draft classes were a combined 58-0 and 0 in the postseason. You know how many guys you have to hit on to get to that 58 number? That doesn't even make sense. That can't be right. Karloff, the Sky Moore, Chanel, Josh Williams, Pacheco, all those dudes are making plays. I mean, then this year, right, FAU out of Kansas State, Rasheed Rice, I mean, you know, Keandre Coburn, all making play. It, that is insane to go 59-0. and 0. You have to hit on so many players to get to that number of 59. 
and have them make and I think the that ESPN stats and info they had to play like eighteen or twenty snaps per game on average. I mean, it was it's a crazy statistic to get to that point to have hit on that many players. And you know why that's important? You're paying a quarterback a boatload of cash. You had right. to pay Chris Jones, so you better hit on your draft picks. And you know what? They have better than any other team in football right now. And even when they haven't like their wide receiver room, it doesn't seem to matter because the, the, the Patrick Mahomes contract does in fact cost them uh, Tyree Hill. I mean, it did in fact cost them there somehow, apparently if your quarterback is the greatest of his generation, then you can overcome that and you can continue even without a wide receiver room. That's really that spectacular or drops a lot of footballs. And that's exactly what they had. So even in the positions that they didn't hit, I think having the greatest quarterback somewhat put the bandaid over it uh, certainly helps coming up next year on Amber and Ian, we're going to stick with your phone calls. We want to hear from you. What is the greatest Super Bowl run? You can make an argument that this is the greatest. They went through two number ones and a number two to get there. But what do you think is the greatest Super Bowl winner of all time? Triple Eight, say ESPN next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. None of us expected this victory from the Kansas City Chiefs because this wasn't the best season from the Kansas City Chiefs by any means. Certainly in the month of December, it felt really improbable. But here we are with another Super Bowl ring for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, James? What, do you know what this song is? I was about to say, ask, which uh, like ballad, heavy metal, 80s band winger or... No? I, d- I don't know. No, this is, uh, this is, this is all Rachel. Oh, oh was it really? Okay. All right. Oh, Hardy did a pretty good job on the uh, color analyst uh, role last night on Nickelodeon. If you say so. Uh, I, I turned it on for a few minutes, and, and that was it. Um, I didn't really break down how SpongeBob did as a color analyst. But I, I told Nate Burleson, step aside, Butch. I'm taking over. 
It has been all over my social media today. Just people just loving the SpongeBob Patrick color analyst play-by-play duo. There you go. Oh, I do not get SpongeBob score pants. We covered that on the show. My, last my kids, week. my kid. I had I had that on downstairs. I have two TVs, so I had that on downstairs along with the game, and the kids liked it. Yeah, I, it's great for kids. I mean, I was all in last time they did a Nickelodeon broadcast. My kid was just very hyper and like wasn't really paying attention to the TV. So we watched the regular broadcast for the most part because that's what we wanted to watch. So we were like, oh, we'll take advantage of this if he's playing with his toys. And then when halftime came around, that kid was locked in. My four-year-old was entranced by the entire performance there from Usher, uh, even though Usher, a throwback to mommy and daddy's generation, uh, not so much his, but it rated. It rated with the four-year-olds. So shout out to Usher for keeping my kids' attention there. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are asking you, America, what is the best Super Bowl run ever? Because you could make the argument that this was it. We didn't expect it from this Kansas City team. It's who they had to get through. They had to prove, Patrick Mahomes had to prove he could win playoff games on the road. Boy, did he do that. He gets through multiple number one seeds on his way to a Super Bowl ring, plus a number two seed, plus statistically the best offense and the best defense in the league. But a lot of people think there are some other great nominations. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Terrence is calling us from Georgia. Terrence, thanks for the call. What's your nomination here? Hey, guys. Uh... I'm a homer. I got to go with the 07 Giants. Um, but that, like Ian was saying, if you can't beat them, join them. And I've been joining the Chiefs for the last four years when they get to the Super Bowl. That's oh, yeah, Terrence. You you that. That's my guy. I got to go That's bandwagon. Oh, Terrence, I'm get tell- out here. Terrence, look, if you, if you hate them and you, can, and you despise them, which we can touch on that in a moment because I don't understand why the Chiefs all, have all of a sudden become a villain. I mean, they have so many just, good just dudes what happens on when that you're a squad. Dynasty. Yeah, I guess it's that it's simple. Not good, what? bad dudes. It's just about annoying. Yeah, That's I mean, like, is. you know, you're it's, it's Alabama with Nick Saban, you know, and, and no one hated Alabama before Saban got there. Then all of a sudden you win a couple natties and it's, okay, we despise Alabama. Yes. Or the Yankees with Joe Torre. I, I mean, I understand it, but there's so many good dudes on that team and just fun-loving guys eh, that, you know. Uh, but if you can't stand them and they have become a villain to you and these big games – do yourself a favor, and that, and it's, it's very simple. Bet, as Terrence said, bet or uh, Allen in, in St. Louis, you bet on the Chiefs, and therefore if your team actually wins, you get the W, you move on, or title. If you lose, at least you get paid. Last night I was rooting for the San Francisco 49ers, but not as hard as I expected to be, frankly, just because I'm one of those. I'm just sick of the Chiefs. Otherwise, I have no stake in the game. Who cares? But I just figured, oh, I'll root for the Niners. I want something different. However, because Johanna Steele had picked, James's eight-year-old daughter, had picked the Chiefs for us as a show, as an Amber and Ian show in our Radio Rankum Challenge, I found myself... Not really minding if the Chiefs won because I I knew that that meant we won in the Rankum Challenge and it's you're right it's because of betting there you it, it was there a win go. win lose win type of situation for me Triple Eight say ESPN I was oh, definitely not rooting for your happiness wow. normally would be rooting against your happiness Anthony Church. is calling us from Brooklyn Anthony what was the best Super Bowl run of all time I'm going to go with the 70 Pittsburgh Steelers, seven, the, the mid-70s Steelers to the early 80s Steelers. I can't see uh, any of these teams even coming close to the Pittsburgh dynasty. I don't know why people put in Kansas City before those other great teams. I mean, uh, 
don't get me wrong, they they good, they're great for our era, but they make a lot of mistakes and um judging them by the by by looking at them, I can't see them handling any of those teams from the late seventies or, or even the eighties. So I'm gonna take your take on that, guys. Thanks, yeah. thanks for the call, Anthony. Ian had nominated the Steelers, but the 2005 Steelers. Yeah. Now we got a 19. He's going dynasty Steelers. there, right? He's and, going and, dynasty. It's yeah. hard to compare eras um, because you know back then. I mean, you could attack and rip Lynn Swan and John Stallworth's heads off at the line of scrimmage, and you could take three steps and tattoo Terry Bradshaw on his spleen. I mean, it was just a different game. And Jack Lambert couldn't play safety right now. He was about a 215-pound linebacker. It was a different game. It was a completely different game. But those Steelers in that era, I mean, outside of Oakland winning in 77, you know, I mean, <laughs> they were – I mean, what they win? Four of six? I mean, that's – and they went back-to-back twice. I think we might have lost Ian momentarily. We're having some technical difficulties uh, with Ian's connection. But, yes, there are lots of nominations all around. Comparing eras is definitely difficult, a difficult task. Uh, those Steelers, I've been waiting for somebody to nominate the 85 Bears. I mean, certainly there are some old school teams here that I'm surprised have not gotten nominated. I am surprised this team has not yet been nominated. I've been waiting for, I think, what this next nomination is going to be. Tim is calling us, Triple Eight, say ESPN. Tim is calling us from St. Lewis. Tim, who had the best Super Bowl run of all time? Uh, I'm going to say the St. Louis Rams, 99 in three years, 99 and 01, and we, we lost out in the wild card in 2000 to the Saints um, by three points there, 31 to 28. We had two out of three years in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and uh, came up short with the Patriots. Yeah, and the reason that I was waiting for somebody, and thanks for the call, Tim, the reason I was waiting for somebody to nominate that 99 Rams team was because they were coming off of a 4-12 and season, and then their quarterback goes down in the preseason – and they go to a grocery store, Clark, and then they end up finding themselves, you know, on 13, a three season and, and a Super Bowl run. And, and like you said, a little mini run there, a little mini dynasty from the Rams. So I think that that is a heck of a nomination. Definitely in the running, I think, for best Super Bowl runs of all time. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Sam is calling us from Ohio. Sam, thanks for the call. Who do you have as the best Super Bowl run of all time? All right, thanks for having me on. So one team that I thought about was, even though they were the one seed in the NFC at, at that, or at least first place in the NFC East, um, was the 2017 Eagles with uh, Carson Wentz going down with his ACL injury, having Nick Foles have to step up, even with they had a pretty close game against the Falcons, they were able to blow out the Vikings and then go on to beat Brady in the Super Bowl with the Philly special. And then another uh, one that I noted was the uh, 2012 Ravens with uh, Joe Flacco betting on himself, having to go to uh, Denver in double overtime, uh, uh, AFC Championship at New England, and then go on to play in that Super Bowl where the lights went out. So I felt like those were some pretty uh, interesting games. And plus they got one for Ed Reed, and uh, it was a good send-off for Ray Lewis on that one as well. Yeah, those are some excellent nominations. I really like that Ravens nomination. I didn't even think about that. It all that comes Flacco back to the Ravens Niners. Run. It all comes back to the Niners, right? There we go. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a heck of a run. Uh, and, and that and the Eagles as well. Whenever a team, even if they were the one seed, but the adversity that was faced there that Carson Wentz season, I mean, whenever a team overcomes the adversity and there's the big injuries, obviously this Chiefs team didn't have that. So this Chiefs team just wasn't the team that we expected through the regular season. That helps, though, play into this whole Super Bowl run thing. Because I do think best Super Bowl run, I feel like, it has to have an element of surprising, whatever that means, whether it's injuries you're overcoming, whether you're just not as good as people think people don't expect you to be there. And I feel like that was this, the story of this particular chiefs team. For me, this was the best of the Super Bowl runs, the three runs here for the Kansas city chiefs, because this was the one I think that we least expected from them. Triple eight, say ESPN 888-729-3776. Pete is calling us from Tampa. Pete, what do you have for us? Yeah, um, I have one. First off, I love your show. Listen to it every night. Um, but my biggest thing is, is it will, everybody on ESPN and Fox uh, Sports Network and everywhere else finally admit that the Kansas City Chiefs are the the great one of the greatest teams outside the England Patriots. Because all year, all they ever did, everybody said uh, Kansas City Chiefs can't win. They don't have a big player. They don't have a wide receiver. They don't have this. They don't have that even though they won the Super Bowl last year. And I'm just wondering, is finally everyone conceded and saying, yes, they are that great, because they're probably one of the most miraculous teams I've ever seen, especially with their quarterback. Thanks for the call. I, I mean, I don't who is who isn't saying that the Chiefs are great, but Ian, the reality is they weren't great this yeah. regular season. They just were not. I mean, you cannot make the argument that they were great in the regular season. That was not a great Kansas City Chiefs team. That's why this was the most improbable of, of the three rings that they've got, meaning the Mahomes-Reed era. I, go back, look, we, we, Bill Polian famously told us years ago that when a, after Thanksgiving, that's what they uh, that NFLers call the dash for cash, playoff checks. And in December, Kansas City lost three of four. I mean, <laughs> they lost in Green Bay then to Buffalo, went to New England and won, and then on Christmas Day lost an awful game to Vegas. They were playing horrible football in the most important time of year. And then things just clicked. Beat the Bengals, beat the Chargers, and an ugly game in L.A. Wasn't it, James, wasn't that like 12-10 to 10 or something like that? I mean, it was awful. Yeah, uh, Mahomes didn't play in that one, and then you know yeah. the Chargers didn't have uh, Herbert. Herbert. I mean, it's just an awful it was game. You're resting guys. Yeah, it was. I think one touchdown was scored total, and I think they missed the extra point. Or whatever, and, and the so. Cincinnati win, right on on New Year's, if I remember correctly, that wasn't exactly aesthetically beautiful. But it, man, when it when it when the clock flipped and the calendar flipped to all right, Miami, come on in here in sub zero Arctic temperatures. They just they they went to a whole nother level, and it wasn't just Mahomes. I mean, it was guys like Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel last night forced a fumble on the opening drive on, on Christian McCaffrey, blocked an extra point, had six tackles and three quarterback hurries. I mean, you're getting contributions from guys like that. That's what makes Super Bowl runs remarkable. We're all going to talk about Mahomes and Spagnola and Chris Jones, right, and Andy Reid. But it's those other guys that make an improbable Super Bowl run happen. And that's exactly – Kansas City caught lightning in a bottle, and, man, it just turned, you know, 
sand to glass. I mean, it was absolutely spectacular to watch, and this was, in my opinion, their best one of the three because we did not expect it. We didn't expect it, particularly from an offensive perspective. The one thing I'll say is that defense was good all season. Ends up being great, of course, in a postseason. It's that defense that wins them a Super Bowl. It's that defense that gets them to a Super Bowl. We spent a lot of time on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the Super Spars. It is that defense, though, that deserves the credit of this particular Kansas City run. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we'll find out what is a big deal and what's not a big deal on ESPN Radio. Bet till your hands bleed. With Amber Wilson, I'm me and Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio. We are 51 28 and 2 against the proverbial number and bet till your hands bleed. Not feeling good about this Demon Deacons one we bet before we came on the air. Glad that one wasn't on the ledger right now. 61 55. Duke leads the Deeks. 523 to go in the game at. Uh, at Duke, but tonight we're going. We're going to lay a number against the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas on the road against Central Florida, against West Virginia, at Kansas State. L L L at Allen Fieldhouse. They are one of the best teams in college basketball. They are in Lubbock, Texas tonight against the Red Raiders. Texas Tech minus three and a half. Buy it down to three. Give me the Red Raiders against Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Bet to your hands bleed. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And James Steele, our very happy Chiefs fan producer today, who's once again wearing Chiefs garb from head to toe, which I would typically say is because they won the Super Bowl last night. But actually, that's just how James Steele dresses every single day of his life. I'll have to dip more into my uh, collection of uh, wrestling T-shirts here now that the season's over (laughs) until I get my Super Bowl stuff anyway that I ordered today. Oh, of course a, you did. A big financial investment the Chiefs are. I just, I just want you guys to know that. Oh, well, must it's such. I feel bad for you. It's such a shame for you that you have to keep spending your hard-earned money Tough. on Super Bowl championship gear. Tough times. All right. Uh, so the Cowboys reached an agreement today with Mike Zimmer to make the former Minnesota Vikings uh, coach Dallas's new defensive coordinator. Quote, I'm excited and honored to be back with a great organization, Zimmer told ESPN's Ed Werder. I'm thrilled to work with Mike McCarthy, for whom I have had a ton of respect in our NFC North days, and to do anything I can to help the Joneses and the Cowboys. Uh, Ian, big deal, not a big deal. Mike Zimmer, new D.C. in Dallas. He's a remarkable defensive mind. I think it's a very big deal because that dude will get after your butt. I mean, and I mean, I mean, he'll he'll come after you from every different angle. He, he but for people who may not remember, he was a longtime defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys until Bill Parcells retired. Then he went to be the DC in Atlanta. Then became the head coach of Minnesota. He never sold his house in the Metroplex, which is the Dallas Fort Worth area. So him returning and hungry, yeah, it's a big deal. He was in Dallas for more than a decade. Yep. So I guess that's why he decided to go ahead and keep his Dallas home. And here he is going back. It's a big deal because obviously it's the Cowboys. It's a big deal because it's a widely respected name in terms of his defensive mindset. It's somebody who's coached at every level that you can coach out of the National Football League. But also it's a big deal because he's 67 years old, Ian. And I do not understand (laughs) Like, he hasn't been in coaching since 2021. I don't understand how these guys are built. Why? Why? You're 67. You're rich. (laughs) 
there's yachts, there's private jets, there's lake houses, there's oceanfront condos. There's things to do, man, that involves sitting around and not being in a facility 24 hours a day coming up with some unbelievably stressful defensive scheme under a microscope. Coaches like Zim, uh, like Nick Saban, who did it for so long, they need coaching like you and I need oxygen. They're a little crazy. They're a little bit crazy. I'm throwing that out there. I think that's safe to say. But, hey, good for the Dallas Cowboys. Certainly, you know, a good hire. If I was a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'd feel pretty decent about it. James? All right, we're switching it up. It's me. Hello. Hello, Rachel Robinson. Called Audible. While we were talking about James's chief memorabilia, I found the perfect thing for him. Barbie this year has its Ooh. first fan Barbie for this year's Super Bowl. Joanna. She's, she's going to be wearing a champion jersey. She's going to have her denim capri pants, sneakers, foam finger, hat, hair, and some cute little braids. But the thing is, it's the first one. So it's a big deal, not a big deal, that it took Barbie this long to start cheering on the NFL. It's a big deal. And is this... Something that was in the works long before Taylor Swift, or is this an effect of oh, Taylor good Swift? Question. I wonder. I, you know, I wonder if it's a coincidence because obviously the Barbie movie was recent and all that, or if in fact this is a Taylor Swift effect. Either way, what has happened here over this past season, Ian, is that you get a bunch of young girls watching football, and I can't tell you how many posts I saw yesterday of dads saying this was the first time my young daughter watched the entire game with me, even for a Super Bowl. Nevertheless, there are girls all around the world that were watching Kansas City Chiefs games, regular season games, that otherwise probably would have never bothered. And I don't care what anybody wants to say about Taylor Swift. You don't have to be a Swifty. I don't care what you think about the love story and all of that. Who cares? I get it if you don't care. But what I do think is a big deal here is that all those little girls that just got brought into football, it's the same way I didn't get brought into football that way, but the same thing. I was brought into football because that was the connection with my big brother and with my father, right? It was the thing that we did together every single weekend. Getting little girls into football, those girls grow up. They're football fans for life. They're women who are into football. They're mothers who are into football. Obviously, it progresses the fandom for the entire game. And also, very importantly, on the female front. And, you know, we are half a society, Ian, so it's a good good market no, to tap think, into for the NFL. I think it's not, not a big deal. It's a massive deal. I mean, Roger Goodell in his State of the Union on Monday, last Monday, said that female viewership was up 11% Jeez. last season. That's a big number. So, yeah, it's a, a big lot of deal. people. That's a lot of people. Rachel, what were you going to say? Oh, no, James was going to jump in here. Sorry, we're calling all kinds of audibles. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were trying to jump in with something else. Got it. Now we're back to James Steele. We, okay, we're all over the place in the production room. We, Let's well, go. Well, we only have 30 <laughs> seconds left, but uh, we already pre-ordered the Barbies. Just, you know, two of them at least. I might, I might have Lisa pre-ordered another one since, you know, you just keep it in the box and put well, it on yeah, the Well, yeah, it could be worth something thing, one right? day. We're going to have to contain yeah. James because a three-time Super Bowl champion from the Kansas City Chiefs is about to join us. So, James, Ooh. calm down. Uh, that is a tease, if I ever heard one. Uh, next, a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs, plus plenty more here on ESPN Radio.